Hello, and thank you once again for tuning in to the Reptile Living Room. I'm your host, as always, John F. Taylor, and today we are hanging out with, once again, the fantastic Mr. Jason White for the Herp Report with Jason White. And today we're going to talk about wandering spiders, alligator attacks, and stolen critters returned. Well, at least a couple stolen critters returned. So here we are once again with the Jason White from Daily Reptile News. Jason tonight finds me sweating like a freaking whore in church. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing the same, John. We got uh, 89 degrees. Actually, that's not too bad. Yeah, 89's not too bad. I don't know. I can't even tell you what my temperature is in here. It's it's warm. I know that. I'm sweating. Uh, it's definitely not a good thing. Uh, so have you been out uh, herping at all lately or anything like that? Not, not really. Not really. Not really? I, uh, okay. Stopped by a friend's house yesterday to pick up some food and got a view at a uh, fairly um, impressive collection of snakes and he's got a scorpion and a tarantula and uh, you know, that was I, I have never, you know, believe it or not, John, I have never actually been up close and seen a full grown ball python until yesterday. Really? I find that hard to believe. Yeah. I, I saw one at the show, but I just wasn't interested in going and looking at it, so we just kind of walked past. And, but yesterday, he's got uh, several of them over there that were pretty, uh, pretty impressive snakes. Yeah. So did you hang out with the tarantula? No, I did not. Oh, dude. Um, I I looked at it from across the room a few times. <laughs> uh, the scorpion, I didn't even ask to look at. <laughs> I just said, oh, okay, that's cool, you got a scorpion. Oh, shit, it's going to have babies, what? <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell did I park my truck? <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, let's talk about this you know, uh, deadly... You know, there, there's, a, uh, there's a rumor within our community that reptile people are also spider people. Yeah, no, that is so far from the truth. Many of them are, but I am living proof not all of them are. Yeah, no, I uh, I made that mistake thinking that that was actually the case, and uh, yeah, it's definitely not. No, no, I scream like a little girl when I see a spider. Awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of spiders, what's this uh, new deadly spider that was found in a warehouse, the Brazilian wandering spider? Or? Yes, Brazilian wandering spider was found in a warehouse, um that the warehouse handles imported goods from all over the world. And they uh, took it, they, they said they instantly knew what it was. They took it to a reptile place, uh, KBN Reptiles, who also identified it, and they called in people from the Stradbury, Stratford Butterfly Farm, say that ten times fast, who uh, also confirmed the identity, and the butterfly farm actually took the spider, and they have it at display on their farm. You know, John, they say that if untreated, they say the spider's 18 times, uh, the venom's 18 times more potent than the black widow, and if untreated, can kill a human in 25 minutes. Damn, nice. That's amazing, and I'm getting a little, you know, I'm getting goosebumps looking at this picture, so i got to scroll down. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, I think we uh, we were talking about it earlier. I think we've discovered why uh, 
snakes in the wild now unprovoked attack humans. Yeah, dude, you don't remember that we were talking about that story earlier where the uh, guy woke up in jail and uh, was told that he tried to eat a snake alive? <laughs> that depends on whether you're talking about David Sink. Yes. Yeah, he, um, okay, they were, what is it, the officers were called 6.30 p.m. Thursday um, to a, an unresponsive man, and this was, uh, I'm sorry to say, right in Sacramento, uh, home of the World Greatest Reptile Show next month. Yes. And uh, when they got there, they were, you know, doing what officers do, and they were approached by a bystander saying that that unresponsive man uh, took a couple bites out of his python. So, um, excellent news is the snake got emergency surgery, and I just read, not just here a couple minutes ago, John, that that snake's looking for a new home. If any of your people are from uh, up here near Sacramento, they're looking to find a new home for that snake. It's recovered enough to go home, I guess. Wow. Uh, um, and the 54-year-old douchebag was arrested for on suspicion of unlawfully maining or mutilating a reptile and was booked on $10,000 bail. Wow. So, good times. He, apparently, once he came to, has no recollection of what happened. Doesn't remember biting anybody's snake or anything. <laughs> you know what's funny is, is there's no mention of drugs or alcohol anywhere in that story. No, but I'm willing to bet that <coughs> unfolds, so will that. Yeah, true, true. Um, I, you know, unless he was just in an epileptic coma or something, you know, I don't know, but, you know, I, I suppose there's a 1% chance that there was a medical reason for what happened, but I doubt it. I'm thinking there was a uh, narcotic reason for what happened. Yeah, that's, what, that's definitely what I'm thinking. Very definitely. Isn't, isn't that what we get paid to do, to pass judgment and finish the story before we hear the rest of it? Of course. There you go. Because we're quality journalists, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, John, that depends on who you ask. <laughs> oh, very true, very true. Now, uh, there was there was actually, well, according to the papers, anyway, an unprovoked wildlife attack in Florida, was it? I believe? There was a 90-year-old woman walking across the canal when an alligator jumped out and... Um, grabbed her eventually um, severing her leg, right leg I believe it was, just below the knee. Right. Uh, again, John, good news to the bad story, at least for the old lady. She was upgraded today from um, critical to serious condition, so that's amazing for a 90-year-old woman that got chomped on by an alligator, but... Uh, yeah, really? Um, it was an 8-foot alligator. And apparently a friend of the woman was uh, passing by and saw it happen and took a 22 rifle out of his truck, shot the alligator, and it uh, went away after that. And as of right now, it hasn't been found. Yeah. So should we open up those whoop-ass cans now or should we wait? You know, I don't know. I, I guess... Uh we can start now and then, uh, you know, pay for it later because that's how we roll. You know, we're we're uh, qualified journalists, so we should do, we be able to do it now. We don't care about facts. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay. Number one. Number one. Again, it's very unfortunate anybody has an, uh, a 
dangerous or deadly encounter with wildlife. It's unfortunate for both the wildlife and the people. Yeah, because, you know, they're talking about the same thing up in uh, Yosemite right now, Jason. They're saying, you know, two of the, I guess, and don't quote, you know, this is not an exact quote, but I guess in the whole time that Yosemite's been there and been a national park, there's rough guess, as far as I can recall, been about ten grizzly bear or bear attacks in the in the park. Those are amazing statistics. You know, that's what I was saying. And but the thing is, is two of them are more recently, are yeah. two or you know, two in the last year or two years, I guess. You know, so basically they're trying to say that you know, grizzly bear attacks are up, you know, x amount of percent. And my thing is, well, you know, your your visitors. You know, just like we were talking about earlier about that person you were talking about feeding the gator, now the gator has to be destroyed because it's getting closer to humans, yada, yada, yada. I think it's the same thing with the grizzly bears in Yosemite. You start having people in there, granted, it's a national park, we need them, love our national parks. However, if people are going to be, for lack of a better term, dumb about not following the rules and don't feed the bears or don't feed the wildlife, you're going to have more encounters. That, that, you know, John, it, it, here's the thing. It's, um... You know, like the wildlife I, was here first. It, exactly. Like I said, it, it, it's unfortunate for both sides. Um, it, I, don't, I don't wish uh, people to be eaten by bears or alligators or anything, but however, it's very similar to what you and I are doing right here. We take a risk of somebody hating us for what we're doing, but we take that risk because we enjoy being able to do it. Um, yeah. pe- people enjoy being in the outdoors, and that comes with calculated risk. People, if Dude, talk, just if last week, just last week, wasn't it that guy that got bit and said, you know, hey, <laughs> you know, yeah. it wasn't the snake, it was me, I was in his territory. Yeah, but his son, that's what he said, yeah. It, it, I mean, that's the thing. When people go out to go out into the wild to see the stuff. They complain when they don't see wildlife. Yeah. Then, when they see it, I mean, most of the people have a good head on their shoulders, and they understand if they come up to a, a grizzly bear and her cubs, and if they get nailed, they know why. Yeah. Uh, and they understand, you know, a lot of people, being parents, would do the same thing um, the other way around. They would kill the bear to save their kids. Right. Uh, and... But people want to go out and see these animals, and, and a lot of people just have to understand, I don't believe there is any such thing as an unprovoked attack. There, there is none. This 90-year-old woman, very unfortunate, but she was walking down a, near a canal that had alligators in it. The alligator did what they do. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, it paid for it with its life. Unfortunately, this 90-year-old woman is going to walk with a limp for the rest of hers. Right. And, I mean, it, it, it's a bad story all the way around. I don't... You know, because I'm playing devil's advocate here, Jason. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to say, because I am you know read the story today, and it said, you know, the canal was in her front yard. It's not her front yard. It, well, that's... I'm just saying, like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate here. You know, it is her front yard, you know, so it's like the paper, you know, or any news agency continually twists it to make the animals sound like, you know, the animal's in the wrong, and it's not. The animal is responding to, you know, external stimuli based on 
its feeding habits, its normal behavior, you know, what have you. I mean, absolutely. I mean, granted, you know, raccoons and possums and what have you get rabies and they go crazy and try to bite people. You know, that's an abnormality. That's not a normal behavior. When's the last time you saw an alligator with rabies? Well, I'm just, that was just an example, but you know, but, you know I'm just saying. I like the awkward moment of silence. Just ask me. Here's the thing, John. Okay, it's in her front yard. I'm looking at a picture right now of this canal and the home right behind these people, okay? Yeah, I can see that. I, I blame her even more for the, this attack because if this was in her front yard, she should have known that there were alligators in the canal in her own front yard and should not have gotten close enough to it. Yeah. She took calculated risk and she came out. Um, you know, what's interesting is... Myself because I was just going to say she came out on the bottom of the game, but this alligator is now presumably dead, so it came out more unfortunate than her. But, uh... You know what? You know what's really interesting is a friend of mine at my day job, because now I'm... Uh, just read that uh, in the story that they pulled a 22 caliber rifle from the truck. Uh-huh. I specifically remember on Friday morning, or no, was it Friday or Thursday? Anyway, a couple days ago, a friend of mine specifically came to me at work and said, Dude, did you hear about this alligator that got shot with the 22 caliber rifle because it attacked this woman? And I was like, No, I haven't heard of that yet. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is the same story. And the other story that was ri- that was written about this, she lost a dog to an alligator attack in that same canal. Uh, yeah, I mean... It- so, now, like I said, if this is the same story, then you're doubly responsible for yourself because you already know that there's alligators there because you lost a freaking dog in there. Yeah. Yeah, so you nice. need to. So you number one, you need to be more aware of where you're living. Number two, if you've already lost an animal to an alligator attack, why the f are you sitting there walking that close to the damn thing? Yeah, yeah, looking for your puppy. You know, <laughs> you know? I mean, Fifi's gone. You know. I, 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 oh God. Where, where I live, and actually where you live as well, mountain lions are uh, fairly prevalent. Right. And I don't. I don't go to areas where I, I don't, whenever I go, if I'm on my own property or something, every now and then I'll throw a gun in the tractor or something. Right. When I, when I go out looking for snakes or something, when I go out on public land, I don't take that stuff with me. I, I carry a hunting knife on my belt. When I go to areas where there is confirmed mountain lion sightings and stuff, I, I don't normally... We go as a group of people. We don't, you know, just go there by ourselves because there's a very good possibility we're going to end up a meal. And that, you know, and, and, and even that being so, that that's that same calculated risk that we were talking about. It's the risk you're willing to pay for being able to enjoy where you live or where you want to uh, go and experience uh, some normal pleasures. Yeah. And it, it, it point being, like, like I said at the beginning, I don't... You know, the word unprovoked should never be put in the same sentence as, as a wildlife attack. Right. Never. Now, an unprovoked uh, um, domesticated dog attack, 
I, I think that could probably be explained. But an unprovoked attack on a wild animal in a wild area where it lives and you shouldn't have been, that's not unprovoked. No. Okay. We should probably close that can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, people are just, uh, people just suck. That's all there is to it. Just, just one other thing I'd like to mention, something about that story that made me irritated about this man shooting this alligator and then it's swimming off. It is my personal opinion, I don't think things should be shot, but if you're going to shoot something, you need to kill the goddamn thing. If you can't kill it with one shot, you've got no business pointing a gun at anything. Yeah, very true. That's just the bottom line. If you can't kill it, don't shoot it. Right. And you know, I, I mean, I, I know it sounds stupid to say, but this alligator got a bullet in its eye, and I hope to God it's dead somewhere out there and not still suffering from a bullet in its eye. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So, on to a, a lighter note. Uh, stolen classroom critters returned to teacher. Let's talk about that. This is actually kind of an ongoing story. This happened uh, August 15th. Yeah. Um... Yeah, people broke into the uh, classroom and, and took stuff, and apparently there's been some arrests made. Uh, they found a uh, bearded dragon, spiny tail, euro, and a tarantula. Yeah. They were found and returned. Bearded dragon had a broken tail when it was turned. It was being fed lettuce instead of insects and kale. The tarantula was curled up into a ball. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. What can you say? People stealing shit, they don't know how to take care of it, and, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, these three animals were returned at least. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at, you know, at least they got returned, um, and, you know, at least they were in a, I guess, a recoverable condition. Hopefully, yeah, it says uh, several people were arrested out of home in connection with the theft as well. Right, right. Now, here's my favorite. Uh-oh. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, we did run that whole Fear of Snakes series on, you know, here on the Reptile Living Room. Hey, uh, before we move on. Oh, God. Yeah, I just, uh, I was clicking on a few different links on that story with the stolen critters. Yeah. And it says here, the uh, police uh, PR person says that the people who were arrested said they released the other lizard they took, a Euro, because it was too distinctive and might get them caught. Released it. That's awesome. That's uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Jesus, you. You know, sometimes you just don't know what to say. So that, I mean, yeah, it, it was, uh, I'm gonna leave that one alone because. Yeah, it, it just it, you know, luckily everybody that's gonna be listening to this understands that not all of us are stupid assholes. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully the uh, Southern California authorities don't end up raiding your house because of stolen lizards being set free. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, Fear of Snakes runs in the human family. This genius. Because you know, uh, we did do that whole Fear of Snakes series here on the Reptile Living Room with 
actual anthropologists, primatologists, biologists, uh, wildlife biologists. You know, we had a pretty damn good panel of experts to uh, explain to us why some people might or might not fear snakes. You know, John, we also on Daily Reptile News ran a story a little while ago about the, uh, the fear of snakes, and um, I think you and I actually talked about that same story, and after researching and everything, it was determined that the fear of snakes is, is in fact, not hereditary, it's taught. Um, taught to children at a young age where they carry it into adulthood, assuming they don't learn any different. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, what's interesting, though, is, um, well, actually, the guy may have gotten it right, because he does say in one quote here, uh, anthropologists speculate that primates and primitive homo sapiens may have owed their survival to eyes sharpened by healthy horror of legless monsters. Those who didn't pay attention to the snakes in the grass did not live pass on, to pass on their heedless genes. Which is true. That's what uh, a lot of the uh, people that we interviewed said. You know, that this was, you know, passed on from our ancestors, you know, uh, seeing these large uh, constrictors and what have you in the grass and, you know, not getting eaten. But, you know, then he goes into rattlesnakes. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, here we go. You know, I honestly thought I was going to lose my wife, my mother, and my child, and in that instant, Brian O'Neill told UT reporter Nathan Sharn, and I felt completely powerless. This is a guy uh, that uh, his wife got bit in the foot after running over a rattlesnake, I think. I suppose it was an unprovoked attack. Well, of course, because she ran over the rattlesnake with the stroller. And, and the rattlesnake was laying in the street, so, you know. Well, it shouldn't have been playing in the street. Exactly. Let, let me tell everybody right away, the number one way to avoid being bitten by any snake in the wild, whether it be venomous or non-venomous, is to turn around and walk away and leave the thing alone. Yeah. You know, watch where you're walking. If you see a snake, turn around and go the other way. You have no problems. Yeah. And then, of course, he mentions uh, the gentleman that was 67 uh, up here in the Cuyamacas, uh when he was out uh, doing a research thing on uh, trout. He got bitten um, after stepping over or stepping on a rattlesnake and uh, talks about how sad his passing was and what have you, which is true. And, uh, you know, I, uh, but see, the thing I remember is this gentleman's wife when she was interviewed, she said, you know, he died doing what he loved. Yeah. You know? He took, he took a calculated risk doing what he loved. You know, he knew that they were out there. He wasn't, you know, oblivious to it. <laughs> you know? I mean, but the closing quote is awesome. Because, you know, this really perpetuates the whole, you know, wildlife was here first. Uh, let's see, I want to make sure and get this right. No matter how much I know that snakes play a crucial role in the ecological scheme of things, I'm akin to Indiana Jones, the adventurer, you know, because that's a factual character. Well, you know, you got to follow your history. Who can't believe a friend has brought his pet serpent on the plane. I hate snakes, Jock. I hate them. Really? Because if I'm not mistaken... Uh, 
Indiana Jones' first encounter with snakes was uh, in the first movie, wasn't it? I think his encounter was in every one of his movies. Yeah, where he actually, you know, said, why did it have to be snakes? I hate snakes, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just really not happy with this guy's story about, you know... Uh, let, me tell, let me tell you where the story lost me, John. This is for anybody that writes anything. If you're going to write something and want most everybody to read it, don't try to quote the Bible. Please. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that just, like I said, those first two sentences, I was just off in La La Land and I figured I'm moving on. Yeah. But I mean, I am pretty impressed by his uh, third quote there. I confess, I'm insanely afraid of slithering creatures from garters to diamondbacks. I'd rather pet a Bengal tag- tiger than handle a snake. You know, I'd like to, t- I'd like to test that theory. <laughs> I would. I just want to test that theory. I want to walk into his office <laughs> with a Bengal freaking tiger and a corn snake and go here. Take your pick. But you see, Lon, this is nor, uh, it's not any, it's nothing. It just shows that he's stupid. Yeah. That, yeah, you, you know what? I'd rather, um, French kiss a rattlesnake than pet a Bengal tiger. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, Jesus. Yeah. But, the instinct to run from snakes runs deep in the family DNA, directly after what you just said. I think everybody's pretty much, at least the people that know what they're talking about, have proven that false. Yeah, you know, I mean, it does to a certain extent. You know, the instinct to run from snakes runs deep in the family DNA. Okay, you know, granted, that was, you know, a million years ago, you know, when sh- when the snakes were big enough to eat us. Well, it was a matter of survival. Right. Now, well, you, you and I instinctively wet our pants when somebody points a gun at us in an alleyway. <laughs> you know, and what's the difference? I mean, now, the only, the, the, there's no instinct about it. The only thing is, if I hate snakes, my son's going to hate snakes unless sometime in his life he learns differently. Yeah. You know, other than that, if, if all he knows is what I teach him, if I hate him, he hates him. Since I don't hate him, he doesn't hate him. And, right. You know, maybe one of these days he's going to grow up and move out and he's going to have a family and one of his kids or something's going to get bitten and maybe he's going to learn to not like him. Yeah. But, you know, there, there's, there's, there's nothing about DNA or instinct or anything there. It, it, it's, it's taught. Yeah, but I still think that a lot of it is, you know... <sighs> It started out as, you know, an instinct, and I think a lot of people still hold on to that. And I do think it is a lot to do with, you know, our ancestry and stuff like that, because, you know, that kept us alive for that, you know, millions of years. Well, no, that, that, that's exactly true, but you have to... But then it's reinforced by mass media and, you know... Yeah, but you have to understand the primitive thinking that you're talking about. It's very similar to how... Uh, a cow is instinctively scared to death of the sound of a rattlesnake. That's not a natural mistake. Yeah, exactly. It's like you say, it's a primitive mind, and it's, 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 when it hears that rattle, it wants to get the hell out of the way instinctively, okay? That, that is instinct, but we are, you know, maybe 5,000 years ago, okay, but right now we're no longer primitive minds. 
<laughs> now that's a matter of opinion. Well, that, that, depends on, that depends on which hoser, and I use that name quite literally. <laughs> um, point being, I, I, I am a firm believer that the hate and love of pretty much anything, whether it be for human beings, for animals, for cars, for crying out loud, right. is, is not something people are born with. No. You know, it's, it's something they're taught, they're learned, they're, in some way they come around it. You know, maybe they're not taught. Maybe somebody just sees a snake one day and they're just freaked out and they just live with it that way for the rest of their life. They're always freaked out with them. Maybe. But yeah. I, I believe for the people that just downright hate them, you know, anybody that says the only good snake is a dead snake is because that's what their father taught them. Yeah, that, that I would believe. That I would believe. Yeah. Yeah. That I would definitely agree with. All right, so uh, what's new with the uh, Daily Reptile News? Anything? Oh, you have to ask that this week. You changed the uh, schedules. Yeah, you know, I okay. I, I'm not going to get into it right now. We spoke about it. I'm sure your listeners will uh, kind of get the gist of it. But, yeah. Um, after doing a lot of research through how supply and demand can affect a service as opposed to a product, right. um, I, I'm trying to see what I've done way too much over the past year and a half is my supply has been way over my demand. And because of that, when, when you start talking about views and hits on the website and stuff, they stay real low because the supply is so high. Um, so I figured, okay, a, a, a good way to, to monetize, not not just talking about dollars and cents, but talking about, you know, with popularity, anything, um, is you lower that supply to meet the demand, and when the demand raises the supply, okay, you see, I said I wasn't going to get into it, but I did. Anyway, yeah. my supply was way above my demand, so I'm working on lowering the demand, you know, the supply to the demand, and... Um, which put me around once a week on Fridays as opposed to three days a week um, every other weekday. Problem being is I did a show Monday. Um, I finalized the schedule Tuesday and started the new schedule yesterday. On our, um, I'm sorry, edit this out. Started the new schedule this past Friday, and I don't like it. I, I don't like. I, I'm so used. Wednesday was such a dead day for me because I'm so used to being just dead busy all day Wednesday, getting ready for filming and, you know, driving down the highway trying to read news stories and stuff, and it, it just, I don't like it. Yeah. So, point being, you know, I, I, I'd hate to let any cats out of the bag this soon into the new schedule, but I highly doubt it's going to stick. Okay. I, 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 as of right now, we're, we're, we're doing it Friday, and that's it. Um, the website is updated. Um, every day, whenever possible. The videos, uh, one, once a week on Friday, but um, I'm probably going to, throughout the rest of uh, the week here, um, revisit my scheduling ideas and see what I can do differently. Cool. So, other than that, yeah, not much, uh, not much going on. Well, that's a lot to be going on, so that sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, I'm good with it. I wish I was paying somebody else to do it, though. Yeah, I hear you. <clears throat> That's, uh... You were looking into something similar to that, weren't you? 
What's that? The, the whole supply and demand thing. Weren't we talking about that last week? Yeah, you know, trying to figure out, you know, advertisements and, you know, who's doing what and why and all that good stuff. You know, it's just, it's really bizarre, man. It's really, really bizarre. Yeah, refresh my memory though, because I can't remember it off the top of my head, because that was... A few days ago. Yeah. It was uh, more than one day. <laughs> alligator chomps woman in half. Oh, yeah, that yeah that so, one. So, you know I like to keep people at the edge of their seats. Yeah. So, I'm going to keep them at the edge of their seats, and, uh, you still here? No, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat, I almost fell off. I know. How uh, the little thing I said before I left, and then just getting up, grabbing a drink of water like that—you know—that that actually kind of played out pretty good, didn't it? Yeah. You all—I bet you thought I did that on purpose, didn't you? No. Uh, no, actually, the reason why I did that is because I started thinking about, you know, when I went back and read you the title of the thing, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Nice. So I had you. Uh, um, let me. Oh yes, yes. Okay, I remember what we were going to say. Okay, agencies, whatever. Who cares? Um, Speaking of advertising, supply and demand schedules and everything else, um, there's, a, there's a secret to how that kind of stuff works. Yeah? And um, I'm actually, you know, my little edge of the seat speech is coming because I'm not going to tell everybody the secret. After we're done recording, I'm going to tell you the secret. Awesome. And they're going to have to figure it out. Nice. And... Of course, if they pimp Daily Reptile News every five minutes on Facebook for a whole week straight, then I'll tell them the secret. <laughs> so, I can already see a bunch of fingers typing out there. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's a great wrap to the show, so we're going to leave it with that. Uh, yeah, you just need to check out Daily Reptile News, and you can find out the secret, too. And so there you have it. That was the Herb Report with Jason White. And you can check them out at Daily Reptile News. And you can obviously find us at uh, reptilelivingroom.com, The Herp Report with Jason White. Look forward to seeing you next week when we once again cover the Reptile Daily News, or Daily Reptile News, rather, with uh, Jason White and, and The Herp Report. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.